G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. He's part of the family and we love it when he comes in and spends the morning with us. It's John Mackay, the creation guy. Hello. And hello to you, Becky. Uh, and today is Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, right. just checking your yeah, wish. Thank you. I know. you can answer the questions today, all right? I'm going to leave them totally with you because I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> I didn't even say Waitangi Day because it is oh, Waitangi it is, Day as well. It's but... Waitangi Day back home in New Zealand. Yes. So there we go. Mm, but anyway, John is with us and answering your questions Yay! today. So if you've got yeah. a question for John, give us a call, one 800 316, 316, or you can post them at Facebook as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, John, uh, you got some events coming up, I know. Uh, we, we wanted to quickly mention those coming um, up in the next yes, couple of weeks. in the next uh, week or so, starting on the 14th. We're down in uh, um, Tinga and Tenderfield area, uh, so folks can uh, have a, a think about coming and joining mm-hmm. us at Tinga. Three meetings with the Anglicans there, then with the Presbyterians. Underneath the Vision broadcasting dish there yeah. at That's Tenderfield. Right, yeah. So great topics on God, green, gore or government concerning climate. <laughs> and uh, it's an unbelievably popular topic. Yeah. I mean, this is what they suggest wow. out there. And, uh, of course, dealing with the evidence God's word is true from the beginning and the folks can bring their friends and their enemies, as I love to say, <laughs> and get their questions answered. Uh, awesome. Lots of things happening. Even today you can pray. I'm meeting with a young seeker tonight. Okay. So pray for him as he yeah. seeks answers on whether God's word is true and mm. all the evidence because he's being bombarded with evolution. Mm-hmm. And a young high school student wants a book dealing with creation. This is really exciting stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. And at Jurassic Ark, uh, we are putting in the basic plans at the moment for a mega crocodile. Oh. You know, they used to be uh, 20 metres long. Oh, wow. uh, so people will be able to come along, get their picture taken. And so they want to keep their eyes on creationresearch.net to see when these okay. things are happening. Excellent. And you know what else we're doing? What's that? We've been busy over the past few weeks making gas and oil. Oh, well. wow. Cheaper than you can dig it up, we hope. <laughs> yeah. That's wow. exciting. It's based on Noah's flood. Do you know well. how we do it? How? Well, you have to come and watch. <laughs> Don't come. give away gets any secrets. Us, gets us every time. <laughs> I love well it. done. Okay, well, that sounds exciting. So lots of good stuff happening. CreationResearch.net, mm-hmm. the place to go to find out about the events coming up, obviously the Jurassic Ark uh, details there. So CreationResearch.net, if you want to find out about what John is up to at the moment. But if you want to give us a call with a mm-hmm. question for John Mackay, call through 1-800-316-316, anything to do with the climate change, creation, dinosaurs, fossils. Uh, any questions at all, give us a call. 1-800-316-316. Mornings are better with Robbo and Becky. This is Rise and Shine, Rise and Shine. on Vision. We've got a special guest with us in the studio today. Yes, John Mackay, the creation guy, is in the studio with us, and we're very excited. If you've got a question for him, uh, then give us a call. 1-800-316-316 is the number. And Diane has given us a call this morning with a question for John. G'day, g'day, g'day. Oh. Okay, hi John. Look, um, I'd really like to know a little bit more about um, hydroplate theory. My husband and I have been looking at it on the on YouTube clips, but it's really complex. But it seems to offer some alternative to all the tectonic plate stuff, um, and also evidence for the flood being a whole world event. 
Uh, yes, you will find that it certainly has some positives like that. Its bigger ne- biggest negative is the one you mentioned. It seems to be horribly complex. Um, <laughs> suggested by an engineer rather than the geologist, a very brilliant uh, Christian guy um, yes. who who struggles to get his his own understanding and complexity down to, you know, Joe Bloggs' ordinary sort of understanding. But yes, um, there is no simple way to explain it. I'm sorry. But basically, yes. if you want to um, think about the the uh, continental plate theory, uh, remember uh, the real history of it. When I was a student in geology, we had a totally different theory. My professors yes. pushed geosynclinal theory, and I was there at university when we got a new professor, and he was mad keen on continental drift theory, right? And yes. the funny thing was it struck me, here we are, we've had two years using one set of evidence and one theory, and now we've got to finish our degrees having a totally different theory with exactly the same evidence. And I thought, well, number one, I've learned that it's got nothing to do with the evidence, it's got to do with the professor that pushes it. Uh, so the evidence has not changed. The Bible says that God made the world as uh, a, 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 a planet in which there was one sea, so there was one continent. So it definitely has been broken up, and the flood is the best suggestion. And our engineering Air Force colonel's suggestion about hydroplates has got some benefit. He um, Obviously, neither he nor I has got the whole answer because we weren't there. But it's certainly useful for pushing back the boundaries of continental drift theory, which really have been um, borrowed from Christians and then turned around to use against Christianity. And if you're asking what I mean by that, the guy who first came up with the idea that there is uh, a continent that's been broken up, you find him back in 1601, published 1604, Francis Bacon. Uh, You then find it reoccurring down through Christian writing up until the 1850s when Charles Darwin takes over. Then continental drift per se disappears because it's tied to the Bible and Noah's flood. Uh, and it was also very quick. God broke up the planets uh, with his command. The fountains of the deep broke open. And then it disappears until the 1930s when a German guy by the name of Werner republishes the same idea, but now they're stretched apart by millions of years. So here's my caution. Number one, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. The idea of breaking up a continent into multiple continents starts with the flood. The um, hydroplate theory is a mechanism of how do you get from that one continent to the present, and it has got some pluses, but you mentioned the big one, and I'm sorry, as far as I've been able to find in reading over the past 20 or 30 years, there is no easy way to to put it into (laughs) layman's terms. Mm. So keep struggling, keep praying for us guys who uh, work trying to push back the millions of years of evolutionary unbelief that have been used to hedge what was initially a Christian suggestion based on Genesis. That makes sense? Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much for your call, Dan. Lovely to hear from you. It does. Thank you. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Give us a call with a question for John Mackay. 1-800-316-316 is the number. You can post them on Facebook as well, but if you call through, you'll get an answer Direct line. Direct line to John Mackay. There you go. 1-800-316-316 is the number. Hey, Marguerite. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Have you got a question for John Mackay? I do, but I don't know whether he can help me. Okay, well, oh, put it to I've him. never He's heard listening. anyone not uh, been yeah, able to help. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it if I can't. Go on, Marguerite, what's your question? 
Good morning, John. How good are morning. you? Good morning. Yes, fairly well on this lovely rainy day. Oh, that's good. I wish we could get some here in Rockhampton. Oh, you're okay. in Rockhampton. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll pray for, for Rockhampton. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, John. Um, I brought my children up in the Christian church, mm-hmm. so they all knew um, the truth, mm-hmm. which is Jesus. Um, I don't want it because I've just said who I am and where mm-hmm. I come from. Someone in my family is now turning into the Buddhism mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. and very involved in wearing crystals and yeah. believing that crystals um, heal. I don't know the connection because I don't know much about Buddhism and crystals, but mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. talking to somebody and they said that um, the planet Earth originally was a crystallized planet and God had sent Michael down um, Satan, like before when he was an mm-hmm. archangel, mm-hmm. and sent him down to to, to Earth as um, a um, protector of yeah. Earth. And then he turned against because he wanted to um, have Earth to himself. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, you know, the crystals are here are because it was a crystallized planet. Okay, let, let me just go one one step back from there. When you, it's quite amazing how God works because uh, Robbo asked me to bring in a show and tell. And as I was up early this morning praying about what to bring in, I thought, I know what I'll bring in, crystals. <laughs> and uh, so I dragged out all my old notes on crystals because uh, if you want to deal with this, we actually supply crystals and the information to them um, dealing with this very issue, right? So we have a whole sheet on is there power in crystals, which I recommend if you want to, you know, order some of the crystals that comes with it for free and you'll find that very helpful. But when you think of what they're talking about in Ezekiel, it talks about Satan uh, and the crystals that were there in the garden, right? Yeah. Now the whole earth is, is, uh, made of materials that largely are crystalline, right now. Yes, well, see, that's why I—that's why I thought this is true because we're so abundant with precious metals and precious crystals. And we are, but the Earth itself is not a crystal, right? It does possess no, crystals. No, no, I don't believe yeah, that. But no. I just—that this was how it was said to me and yeah. because I'm a Christian yes. because I brought my children up to be mm-hmm, Christians mm-hmm. because I want them to still be Christians and not be centered upon the crystals and not be centered upon yes, any other yes, religion yes. I'm 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 at my wits end to know okay. what next step I go to so yeah. God has actually given me this opportunity to yep. talk to the man that I need to talk mm-hmm. to and that's he's exactly actually right. brought that's in a wonderful. paper God does about that. crystals so, today so that's exactly right so so yep. this is why I believe in God. Amen. <laughs> he's, he's, right. he's pretty good at that. There's no doubt about it. Oh, he uh, walks before me and yes. he walks before everybody. Yes, mm-hmm. he, he certainly will do that. So, so I don't know where to get at this copy of this thing because I don't go on the internet. Oh, you don't. Okay. Well, I'll give you our office phone number. I, I won't be back Thank there you. for another couple of hours, but you can phone me uh, yep. after that time. Uh, yep. Here's the office phone number. Thank um, you. Zero seven. Oh, well, you're yes. in Queensland anyway, so yes, uh, yes. 3206 
0467-555-567. And you can talk to me there and I'll tell you more about the crystal sheet and all of those sort of things. But to summarize, uh, the best thing that you can think of is, number one, remember Satan has been a liar from the beginning. Mm, number two, remember the best lies are mostly the truth. Mm. So number three, we use crystals. I remember using crystals in crystal radios because of the power that's in them, right? But the power is physical and subservient to us. It is not yeah. spiritual. It is not demonic. So no. Satan takes truth. Crystals are real. Truth. Mm. God made them. Crystals are real. They have power, right? Yeah. But they don't have power over us. They have power for us. And neither do they have power over the demons like the Buddhists believe, right? Yeah. They they are not things that uh, you can actually command to do anything that's in a spiritual nature. So Satan takes 99% the truth, adds 1% lie. It's like adding, you know, just a tiny dash of arsenic to your wheat bix. Uh, the wheat bix <laughs> won't kill you at all. It's the bit you didn't taste that does you in, mm. right? And so that's yeah. what Satan does with Buddhism because Buddhism, well, I, you know, I've been to India. You meet a lot of Buddhists there and Hindus. And the tragedy of Buddhism is you actually spend all your time shutting your brain down so you can't face reality. So oh, you yeah. substitute any reality and Satan pops in. Uh, in fact, I, I love to warn people to go on drugs or get involved in hypnotism or anything. Be careful. The minute you shut your brain down, the devil has got you where he wants you because the first commandment is you love the Lord with your brain, your heart, your oh, soul, yeah. your mind, right? The minute you have a religion which shuts your brain down, Satan comes in and whispers in your ear, even if you had a Christian upbringing. Now, mm. to give you one more bit of encouragement, you and I can talk later on about the crystal sheets and by the way that everybody out there you can get these crystals and all the information from creation research all sorts of various ones and you'll see me on facebook live here in a moment showing some of them um, when you have a think about you brought up your kids for christ so did noah Right now, Noah's kids had far more demonstration of the power of God than your kids have probably had because they had to sit through a whole judgment of one year. And nevertheless, two of them turned away from Christ. It would be a thousand or two years before JPET's crew actually turned back to Christ. Right. Uh, so you will find Ham's group rarely turned back to Christ for thousands of years. So uh, don't be discouraged. It happens to all of us for one simple reason. Genesis chapter 5 says Adam had a son called Seth made in his image. Now, Adam was made in God's image. Seth was made in the image of a sinner, Adam. Mm. Right. Mm. There is our key problem with every generation. You do not inherit Christianity. You inherit the problem of sin and sin is rebellion and it shows up big or little. Um, turning to Buddhism is a rebellion against God because it makes you God. Right. And that's what what Adam did when he said, I'll follow the devil and the devil saying you'll become as gods. There's, there's mm -hmm. nothing has ever changed. So those two things talk to me uh, after 10 o'clock and uh, I'll chat to you more about uh, crystals. And folks, I'd encourage you to get in touch with our office, creationresearch.net. It'll give you other phone numbers, etc. And we can share mm, fascinating stuff as right. well as samples of crystals. I can't thank you enough because I pray all the time and this morning I prayed and it was given to me that um, Jesus has taken all our hurt. So, you know, and I and I quickly try to uh, get to the computer this morning to write down a little thing that I can mm -hmm. say to her. 
but then I get to the computer and it always says it needs to upload. And like, <laughs> I hate that. And I said, that is Satan. I walked yeah. out the room and yeah. I just yelled out, that is Satan mm. trying to stop me from getting any further mm. than what I'm trying to do. But I thank you. I will be out until about one o'clock That's today. Fine. I'm in, so I'm in until five o'clock. Yeah. I'm in until five o'clock. Yes, because I really, really, really need to... All of my children, I brought them up with, as a single parent and yeah. um, with a Christian belief. All my grandchildren get a Bible when they turn 13 so that yeah. they know that, you know, and I mm. explain to them mm. everything. Right. But unfortunately, none of them really refer to it and some yeah. of them think I'm wasting my time. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, um, keep praying, Marguerite, and yeah. you, you just never know mm. what God will start to do through, right. uh, well, through your family. But this morning? Mm, yeah, he's awesome. The Lord. He's given John Lee. Yeah. That's wonderful. Okay. Well, I'm God bless you. you. Thanks so much for your call, Thank and um, you you'll enjoy your chat with John later on, I'm sure. I will. Thank you all so right. much. God bless. God bless you all. Faith, fun, and friends. This is Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. And a headline you might be waking up to. Now, this is, this is good for us, Robbo, because mm. we've been talking about this all week. The noises you wake up to. Yes. Now, you wake up to a blaring... I used to. But now I introduced you to the harp. Yes. Yes. See, slowly but surely. Two mornings in a row I've woken up to the harp. Yep, and we won't talk. And you haven't been late either. (laughs) No. Which which is a good thing, but apparently... I was was very sceptical, I must admit, but uh, it's worked so far. Apparently uh, there has been a study that has found melodical alarms can improve your morning alertness, while grating harsh alarms just make you groggier and grumpier. (laughs) So what you, you... Like, this is their own... Why they put money into tests like this, I'll never know. Yeah. But it, ma- it makes for something for us to talk about. But So you're our own test. Yeah. You usually get up to the really loud ones. Mm. So do you think I've been uh, happier the last couple of mornings or more alert? I would still say you're not the most morning person <laughs> I've ever met. You're not morning, and you're the first to admit that mornings isn't I, your favourite time of day. I'm coming good about nine o'clock. But you have been room. in earlier, and you are sort of less. Mm. You know, not that yeah. you're ever grumpy, because <laughs> I would never seen Robbo grumpy ever. What about you, John? Are you do you wake up to an alarm or sort of alarm? I've never needed an alarm. Oh, see, I really? see yet another what? thing we love about you. <laughs> I wish I could. John Mackay's just like amazing. <laughs> so you just like you were here early this morning. Yeah. You just woke up at uh, yes, I I was up in the office about four. What? I always am and have always. Really, just, just always been an early well, riser? Often I'm singing a hymn in my head or things like that and get up and say, thank you, Lord Jesus. And hymns are never sort of harsh and blaring. Yes. So I think no. there's something that's in a melodic, your study. Yeah, melodic see, hymn. see, see it's the harp all the yeah. way. That's amazing. You could just be like Rubber, who said he had a dream that <laughs> Moses told him the harp was going and he needed yes. to get up. <laughs> when the harp went yesterday, it's like, oh, that's the harp. you got to wake up. <laughs> all right, that, that dream's finished. Yeah, okay. That's amazing. There so, you go. But you, do you go to bed at a reasonable time then to allow that, or does it uh, oh, does it affect? Yes, usually. I mean, you, you never can plan perfectly when you go to bed. Mm. It just depends on the whole program of the day, you know, or whether there's a good, exciting detective story yeah. or something <laughs> on TV. Um, so, okay, so if you're up late watching telly or you're having a meeting, because you obviously do yeah, meetings do at meetings, night, that's right. so then do you wake at four the next morning just naturally? Um, or Usually out of habit, and then I just choose, do I go back to bed or not? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's fine. amazing. Yeah. Well, See? I'm impressed. Lord, drag me out so I can pray for Robbo and Becky. Yeah, 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 that's, that's right. it. Yeah, keep praying, oh, please, continuously. <laughs> but there you go. See, so you are the. Yeah, so we did our own little research mm. without knowing. How about Are you going to stick with the harp? Um, 
For the time being, yes. I'll see how it goes. <laughs> I hope. And look, if it uh, continues to wake me up, then I'm happy. That's the best. Well, just the, see how the, the streak of you being in on time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll see so. how that works. Across Australia, this is Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. John Mackay, the creation guy, is in, which we love having him in the studio. And if you've got a question to ask him, uh, let us know what it is. 1-800-316-316 is the number. And Mike's called through with a question for John. What's your question, Mike? Well, yes. In Genesis, I thought that only God created man, Adam, out of the dust. But it says in 2.19... Now the Lord formed all out of the ground, all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. That was a surprise to me. I thought they were all created ex nihilo, out of nothing. Um, no, you will find there are very few things that are actually created ex nihilo, which of course is a Latin phrase. But the theologians couldn't think of any better way to say it. It doesn't quite describe the accuracy of it, but the the statement in Genesis where God said, let there be light, and you say, what did he make it from? Uh, the closest we can come is nothing, but, you know, it's 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 sort of us fumbling towards something which is absolutely miraculous. But you will find in the case of man, you will find there's both types of creation involved. Now, when I say both types, um, you look at Genesis 1, verses 1 to 5, and n- nothing is there beforehand. So God is creating in a very unique way, simply speaking things, including space into existence. But then you will find by the time you get to day six, it says God took dust. Now, dust already existed, and he takes the dust and he makes it into man's body. So the man's body was actually made, and the Hebrew has a, a sec- separate word for this creation. So the first one, bara, means made out of nothing. The second one refers to being made out of something that God had already made. But then it says God breathed into uh, Adam, God breathed into the man, and he became a living soul. Now that that reference there is ex nihilo again. So the spirit things come and the physical things come. So man is a double bunger creation, <laughs> uh, whereas the animals are just made out of the ground that's already there. So, yes, they have a similarity. We have a relationship. You, uh, Your dog dies, you bury him, he turns to dust. You bury your great-grandma, you turn to dust. Uh, so you will find there's a common similarity there. The difference between man and the animals is not what we were made from, but what was put into us. So the spirit of man returns to his maker because it's God who gave us his spirit. Mm. When the scripture says we were made in his image, he is a spirit. So it's our spirit side, which is the reflection of God, not just the physical body side. Do I, am I making sense now? Excellent. Thank you. Good on you. Brilliant. Thanks for the call, Mike. Great Thanks, to hear from Mike. you. Bye. If you've got a question for John Mackay, you can call through 1-800-316-316. Connecting faith to life. Rise and shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. John Mackay, the creation guy, is in the studio with us this morning taking your questions. You can give us a call or you can get in contact via Facebook, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. In fact, on Facebook, we've just uploaded a video with John this morning. He's got uh, some crystals that he's brought in for show and tell. Mm -hmm. So uh, lots of fascinating uh, information there. Check it out at Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash vision radio. But uh, Jason's asked a question on Facebook. He says, Hi, John, love your work. If there had been no fall, how would God have made room for all the humans and animals that would never have died? Because you could imagine if the world just kept on living and everyone kept on living, and God says, Be fruitful and multiply, mm-hmm. <laughs> where were you all going to fit? That's a okay, great question, that's Jason. That's a very good question. 
But basically every question, as I love to tell students and skeptics, has a hidden assumption. And our hidden assumption here is that we are left to ourselves in terms of having children. So boy plus girl actually ends up with more children and we would keep on doing this because God's built the desire for sex and everything into us, right? Now, the biblical position is not that at all. Uh, illustration, remember the people of Israel, um, They've forgotten Joseph, the, the pharaohs have forgotten Joseph, a new pharaoh rises up, can't remember the history, and he sees the Jews multiplying like rabbits. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next election is coming up, he's afraid he's going to lose, this yeah. sort of scenario, right? So he decides to persecute, persecute the Jews, and he cuts down all the diet. He cuts down the protein. Now, biologically, that meant they should have stopped having children. Right, that's what happens. That's what happened in Germany and the persecution mm. in World War Two. But it didn't happen to the Jews because the Lord said, I will increase their offspring, right? So third factor, boy plus girl plus God. Uh-huh, right? mm. So when God said multiply and fill the earth, when we had obeyed that command, he would have pulled the plug. You would mm. have had no more kids. Right. Mm. If he's in charge, if there's no fall, a perfect world full of perfect people would have been a wonderful place. In yeah. fact, he's going to do it again in the oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm. I'm looking forward to that because there'll be no chance of sin after that. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. No, and that's, that's I guess we always look forward to that promise, yeah, don't we, we do. of the, uh, what's that's coming right. ahead. That's right. So, but great question, Jason. Thank you for that. Uh, you can do the same. Go to facebook.com forward slash vision radio uh, to ask your question. Uh, of John Mackay, the creation guy, or give us a call this morning. We've still got another hour with John, so call through 1-800-316-316. That's 1-800-316-316. As mentioned, uh, make sure you check out that video uh, with John asking me some Tough questions about crystals. I didn't yeah. know any of the answers. There's but John a reason why John is answering the questions this morning and not Robbo. That's <laughs> right. <me. laughs> Thank goodness for that. But uh, ask your questions of John at uh, facebook.com forward slash vision radio or give us a call. 1-800-316-316 is the number to be a part of the conversation this morning. They're part of your morning routine. It's Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. John Mackay, the creation guy, is in the studio with us. You can check out Show and Tell with John Mackay on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. You can ask him a question there or you can try and get through on the lines. 1-800-316-316 is the number. The calls are certainly heating up and I think that uh, we're going to run out of time mm-hmm. as we always do, but uh, do call through. With your questions for John, 1-800-316-316. Jan's given us a call. What's your question for John? I've only just tuned in, and so I don't know if this question's already been asked, but I'm just wondering John's opinion on climate change and uh, just how serious he thinks it is, and does the Bible make any reference to climate change? Good question. Very topical. They are. Um, There are words that have a good meaning, and then they can be perverted till they have a bad meaning. Mm. You may remember because you sound, um, you know, a bit above teenage years that there was a time when they used phrases like global warming because the world was getting hotter and hotter, according to the experts. Mm. And uh, then that fell into disrepair because it was so easy to prove wrong. Uh, you and I are probably old enough. Well, I am anyway. Rob, I'm not sure. But back in the <laughs> 1970s, um, National Geographic had a whole series of article stuff on how the world was going to end in an ice age because the climate was then getting cooler and cooler and cooler. Right Now, I lived through both of those extremes <laughs> of opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And at Queensland University, 
we had actually did a course in geoclimatology before there was any politics associated with the climate issue at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, the professors were emphatic. If you found fossil crocodiles at Oxley, which we do, then it had to be warmer here because today crocodiles only survive north of Rockhampton. Uh, they need to have warmth because they're cold-blooded and if they get cold, their stomachs stop, right? Mm-hmm. So they will simply die. So you find fossil... Uh, when, when we're putting the new Gateway Bridge we found a fossil crocodile over there. Right? Mm. So we know it was warmer from the biological fossil evidence and mm. now it's cooler than it had to be. Um, likewise, I was reading um, uh, a, a, a history book called These Fatal Shores and it has a record of the first settlers landing in Victoria and it says they lived in tents and they lived out in the sand dunes and they kept records of the temperatures. Now, this is absolutely politically ignored, but the highest temperature record was 55.5 degrees centigrade, right? You imagine living in a tent, an old British canvas tent. Uh, So the claim that, you know, this year it's hit 55 and this is a world record, if you know enough history, most of these records are nonsense. They're politically engendered. So getting back to your question, in a biblical perspective, you will find that from creation onwards, the world was made very good. That's a comment on climate. That's one reason Adam and Eve didn't need any clothes. Not only could they not fall on any bindi eye, uh, there was no extreme heat and no extreme cold. Um, it's only by the time you get to Noah where God tells Noah in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, from now on there'll be winter and summer. Mrs. Noah had to be the first to invent bed socks (laughs) and woolen throwovers. And then you find from Noah's time onwards, God's word turns out to be true. Up, down, up, down, up, down. I preached in um, the cathedral uh, that Charles Darwin's family went to, and it was built in the 1100s. Now, I have never been so cold in my life. It was a February. On on record, it's the coldest February in recent events, but there wasn't a single fireplace in the whole cathedral for the simple reason Shrewsbury Cathedral was built by the Normans, and when the Normans invaded England, it was warm. Right, you don't go invading countries that are too cold. That's ridiculous. Leave the Brits to their ice if they get that cold. <laughs> so what you find is the the political climate at the moment propagates the belief that you and I are causing it to go hotter when a little bit of history tells you that's rubbish. Mm. Uh, so check God's word and remember one thing. You and I live in a world where if we humble ourselves and we confess our evil ways, then the Lord promises to restore our land. Mm-hmm. Right? That's why we need our prime minister to get up and say, now let's pray about the weather <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right? and lead us in that. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump is a little braver, uh, so let's pray for all of these leaders, uh, A, that they'll be godly for a start, uh, particularly for dear Donald, um, but pray that we will actually acknowledge the godship and the lordship of God mm-hmm. over weather. That's great. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for your call. Really appreciate it. Can I sneak thank in a little you. commercial as yeah, well? Sure. Yeah. There's three videos that we've done on this issue, uh, and I'll also be talking at it at Tinga. The locals have asked me to talk about God, Gore, Government, uh, or the Greenies in terms of climate. But there's three DVDs available that we've done over the uh, last decade on this issue, and the last one was just last year, so they're up to date. So uh, go to creationresearch.net. Click on the um, shop and have a look at all the DVDs available on this subject. What's the name of those DVDs? Uh, The first one is um, um, A Very Inconvenient Truth. Mm. Okay, the second one is 
Um, okay, what's the name of the second on the one? It'll come back to me, but the last one deals with God, Gore, or Government. Okay. Okay, so just just If you just search, search climate, climate change, yeah, you'd see, right. um, you'll yeah. see the videos there. Good. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for your call. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. God bless. Good morning, Vision Radio. Who are we speaking to? Uh, yes, my name is Francia, and uh, i actually calling from uh, Perth, WA. How are you guys? Yeah, wow. very good. Lovely to hear from you. What's your question uh, for yes, John McCoy? Um, yeah, right now, I think I ring on the right timing because I really, uh, we're going to rough time since last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, sorry, I'm crying now. Oh. We both love the Lord. And I'm interested in the topic. Um, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. It's about the spirit and eternal life. Mm-hmm. My husband is suffering from um, medical condition that's really bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And as a believer, it's, it's really hard. Yes, it is. All suffering is hard. Um, when you when you look at um, your scriptures, it reminds us that we are not freed from suffering on this mm-hmm. planet. Uh, think carefully when God told Adam, your sin will bring death. Now, sadly, all of us have inherited that consequence. At the same time, when Christ comes to us, we are not guaranteed freedom from suffering. If you think of all the apostles except for John, they were all persecuted and they were killed. Right oh. now, uh, you and I think, hey, it's unfair that I get SARS. It's unfair. Well, fair has got nothing to do with it. We live on a planet afflicted by sin, as Romans says. Oh, the whole creation so subject is subject to groaning, and yet, nevertheless, if I can encourage you in one thing in suffering, <laughs> say thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm getting a little bit of understanding of how much you suffered when you died mm. for us. We deserve suffering. We're sinners. You didn't do anything wrong. Now, having said that, I'd also encourage you to find local Christians who are there who can meet with you and pray with you in your suffering because we are never meant to suffer alone, mm. right? The body of yeah, Christ. Um, I find it really hard sometimes because our local church is not, it's not a very good support. Mm. Oh no, that's there's no doubt about it. We 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 sinners, whether we're in churches or not, uh, tend to be selfish. That's the definition of sin: self-indulgent nature. So <laughs> look for those who are godly, who know that Christ shared His life with us, and we must share our lives with others. Mm. Right. So oh, thank you so much. Okay. I really need to hear this encouragement because um, I almost lost my husband last year. Yeah, yeah. And well, can since I was a kid, and I said, Lord, why I need to suffer yeah, this way. Yeah. Can I encourage you to do one thing? Look for people who are suffering and help them. Mm. You will find that that is one thing you have learned that is needs to be done, and you need to practice it as well. Oh, yes. Um, it's just that I'm finding um, I'm holding to faith with when I watch my husband suffer and mm-hmm. he's got a lot of questions, yeah. why the Lord doesn't heal him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen. I mean, yeah, I love be a real challenge. I, I don't have the answer. I don't really have the answer. And I said, I'm not God. I, I wish I know the answer yeah. for that. 
Well, that, um, probably two-thirds of the questions we get asked will be like that. But remember God's teaching through his word, through his apostle Peter, who was persecuted, right? And he mm. says, cast your cares on him, for he cares for you. And it's like mm. uh, Jonah, you know, the girl who, who broke her neck in a diving accident, took that to oh, bring okay. her to Christ. And for the rest of her life, she was a quadriplegic, suffered from all the things that consequent that. And she took that and made it a ministry to those who are suffering mm. even worse than her. Mm. So you've got a marvelous opportunity here to share the grace of God through suffering with your husband or with those around and remember sometimes him because we are totally literally um, um, I find it hard. sometimes it's hard to give a comfort when I kind of like you know when I try to lift up my spirit and I he actually the situation sometimes drag me down into the uh, level of his label, which is I'm trying to hold. Yeah, well, they're the ideal times to phone somebody and say, help, pray with me. Mm. Right? So make yourself, get yourself on a prayer list and ring them yes, when you please. need to. Um, we literally listen to you like 24 hours, 7 in our, our home because it's technically at the moment it's not working at all for almost a year mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And because of the condition, he really um, lost. The, he can't just do the work anymore at the moment. Um, and we, he, he found your station, like he listened to it. It's a, his companionship. Mm, that's wonderful. That's well, awesome. just a couple it, things. It, it, we, we, I'm listening right now, and I was just reading, um, we're about to see the doctor again, and like mm. I said, um, and he went provoked because he said, oh, I can't do this any longer. Yeah, mm. no, that's, and that's really tough. Honestly, as a believer, I, I said, where did I go wrong? Mm. Well, I don't think you've done anything no, wrong. That's, anything as John wrong. said, that's just the nature of the world that we live in, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but look, a couple of things. Uh, have you, uh, are you aware of our prayer line? Because you can call a number that if you ever do need prayer. Uh, if, if you can give me a prayer yep. line. And- yep. So it's 1-800-772-9362. Yep, so you can ring that. Uh, Any time. But can we pray for you quickly before you go today? Mm. Yes, please. Would you mind praying, John? Yeah. Lord, we do lift up this dear sister Mm -hmm. and her husband, Lord. Father, you came to this planet. You suffered, Lord. You understand, and your word reminds us that we can come and bring everything to you because you do understand. You've suffered far more than we have, Lord. You've been afflicted. You've been persecuted. Mm. Help our dear sister, Lord, to grow closer to you through this struggle, and Lord, to be a real blessing to her husband and to all those around, and a witness to the doctors, too, as they see the doctor later this day, and raise up saints who will continue to pray for Jesus' sake. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, and we do continue to pray that uh, God will be with you and just strengthen and comfort you through your time of uh, of trial. Thank you so much. Thank you for your call and today. God bless you. Yeah, I, I just really, I think I um, I listened, but then this time it's really just touching my questions about because they even said like I know when I'm gonna go and I'm getting ready, and it's like it's hard for me to accept. Mm. That, yeah, that's tough. Um, we should live, not die, isn't it? Like yep. that's the promise of God. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Well, God bless you, and uh, all the best for your day today. Oh, thank you so much. God thank right. you. Bye now. Thank you, Bye. Guys. Bye. Rise and shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. And John Mackay, the creation guy, is in the studio with us this morning. You can ask him a question by calling one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen.
Hannah, have you got a question for John Mackay? Yes, I do. Fire away. Um, so, you know how, well, uh, where it's, well, eternal, well, the soul is eternal. Yeah. Um, I was wondering what happens in terms of, well, trying to explain, like, when we're, we're born, mm-hmm. does the soul, like, get attached to us, or is there a starting point for the soul, or... What exactly happens? Okay, let's let's there. get some words um, sorted out. The book of Hebrews, which is one of the most ignored books in the New Testament, uh, makes a very interesting point about the Word of God. It says the Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing even the soul from the spirit. Now, soul by definition is your personality. Hence, the same word for human soul is used for animal soul. So, my dog likes to smile. My dog can play tricks, right? My dog's got a sense of humor, and it can be nasty sometimes. Uh, Soul is a good word for that. Soul is what the psychologists study, to the exclusion of spirit. Now, man was made in God's image, and God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, therefore, the question you're really asking is, where does our spirit come from? So, hence, Ecclesiastes tells you, the spirit of man, when we die, returns to the maker, right? So therefore, we were made in God's image. The first spirit was given to Adam. So Adam's body is made, and God breathed into man, and man became a living soul back in Genesis chapter uh, 1 and 2, right? Now, you will find that since we're made in the image of God and God is a spirit, Adam has to have a spirit as well. Uh, The definition of those are not too clear as you go through the Old Testament. They're obviously known by Job, who knows that even his body is going to be resurrected, but there's no clear detail until you get to, say, the book of Hebrews that says God's word distinguishes between the two and can chop one aside from the other. So it's our spirit which is eternal. That's why on this planet, when you get saved, you will notice that you still have nasty days. And as Paul says, the things that I want to do, I don't do. I do the bad things when I want to do the good things. So our old soul and body is still there. But our spirit, the bit that returns to our maker, gets a new body. So you'll never be cranky again uh, in a new heavens and a new earth. So I hope that helps make that distinction. But yes, it does does come from God, the exact way in which God gets it to us, uh, not sure, um, Scripture never says, but it does give us a bit of a clue because you'll see Jesus never had an earthly father and Adam brought sin onto the planet and the women are never blamed for it, so perhaps you should blame your bad temperature on a uh, temper on inheriting it from the man. Uh, <laughs> so um, I, don't, don't take that as gospel. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting thought, um, but that that's about the, the most we can probably say on that. But don't make the mistake the psychologists do of saying man's personality is his soul and there's no other components. Yes, there is. There's a spiritual side, and it's the spirit side that needs to be saved only through the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. Okay. Mm. That does help there a little bit. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks so much for your call, Hannah. Thank you. We are rapidly running out of time, but if you've got a question for John Mackay, you can call through. Getting your day off to a great start with a breakfast full of positive music, fun, inspiration, and so much more. Rise and shine shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Robbo and Becky with you and our special guest in the studio as well. Yes, one of my faves, John Mackay, the creation guy, is in the studio with us. You can have a direct line to him Mm -hmm. on 1-800-316-316. That's right, and uh, Neil's called through on that number with a question for John. What's your question, Neil? Um, The term greenhouse gas, what what are they? I'm assuming it's CO2. 
Okay, the greenhouse gases are normally associated with things that could make a greenhouse function uh, to retain heat. So if you want to turn the earth into a greenhouse, you know, where you actually put uh, plastic up or whatever and you actually control the climate and make it warmer, you're largely talking about three things. One is methane, one is CO2 and the other is water vapour. Now, we use all of these three, particularly CO2 and water vapour, in our commercial greenhouses, and they do the plants a heaven of good. Uh, yet the politicians are calling them all bad, and this is just abject nonsense. Um, yeah, you know, the, the, if you just run your car exhaust or your tractor exhaust through your seed row, your seeds will germinate faster. Look online for CO2 generators and then read all about how commercial um, plant growers actually use CO2. Uh, yeah, we, we've run. Friend that does that. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what. So uh, we're being politicised with lies yeah. uh, that start with the truth but end up being absolute uh, fundraising for uh, big yeah. business and a few other things. Right. That was the first clarification. That's that's what I was tending to believe anyway. Uh, I've got a friend of mine that uses that on his farm. Good. With the CO2 back in the ground. Something was uh, CO2. Uh, that, that sounds a bit like uh, before the flood. So, and that's the biggest climate change, the flood. Uh, the flood is the biggest climate change because of the change in water. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. I uh, said on our last program here that one of the guys who's sort of now on side is a uh, tr- fully trained climatologist who's become a Christian and he says if you ignore Noah's flood you have the climate models you make now. The minute you throw Noah's flood in the presence of that water vapour actually changes everything. So the biggest influence on climate is not CO2, it is not methane, it's water vapour and Noah's flood was your chief cause. So starting from the world from Adam to Noah, you get a mist rising up every day, absolute climate control exactly right. for paradise. After Noah's flood, hot, cold, hot, wet, dry, your climate goes following, right? Makes mm. sense? So uh, that's yeah. why the Lord says, if you ask me for rain, hey, rain in the desert increases the moisture, it, can, it controls the climate, the trees grow, they change the moisture level daily. So... Uh, Yes, that's what we need to. Water is your greatest contributor, and God's word is the greatest clue to success. Humble yourselves and seek Him. Mm, that's excellent. exactly right. The other thing was, I decided to do a bit of, well, a clarification, memory, that sort of thing. Um, I, I googled the climate uh, atmosphere. Yeah. And it's the same as what it was I want to learn at school that uh, nitrogen was what about seventy-eight percent, oxygen about twenty-one percent. There was one percent I think was argon. Argon. Uh, I would doubt that very much, but there's a small percentage of argon in the atmosphere, yeah. And um, it might not be argon, it might be something else. But then there was the 1% left, and it says trace amounts of carbon dioxide. Yeah, so you end up with 0.03 dot 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 percent, and that, by the way, has provably changed in the past 30 years. Uh, Only minusculely, but it has changed, but not to the detriment of planet Earth. So if you check your history books, get the values in 1959, we've been able to measure this for a long time, right? Get the value in 1999, and then in 2019, you will find there is a absolutely minor change with no climate effect whatsoever, except for the politicians who want to wreak your uh, havoc in your in your wallet so um, well, well, well said well yeah said. that's what they want to do so if you want more information go to creationresearch.net search climate yeah. or go to creationresearch.net and uh, bring up the dvds because we have three major ones on climate
Some great uh, resources available on the website there at creationresearch.net. Thanks for your call and your questions, Neil. Uh, you can call through 1-800-316-316 with your questions. Starting your day the right way. This is Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. It's been a great morning oh, this morning. It's with gone so our fast. It always guest. goes too fast. I know. And too always uh, more calls than we can handle. Uh, with the uh, people... Uh, Getting in with their questions for John Mackay, the creation guy. But we have uh, one more uh, caller on the line. Erica has got a question for John. What's that, Erica? What happens after death? Some friends of mine tell me there is soul sleep, which, of course, I don't even know what that means. Okay. A good question, a Erica. Uh, what you'll find is that um, some of these areas sort of merge into the hard for us who are stuck by a clock. You know, we're born on such and such a date at such and such a time and we die at such and such a date and such and such a time. And yet Paul says, I would rather be absent from the body and present with the Lord straight away, right? Now, there's also a thing in there where your body will be raised on the last day. Now, your body is is you, but minus your soul and spirit it's not you, it's just material being. So the there are certain groups around that sort of deny that you will be, as soon as you die, you will be with the Lord Jesus, right? Now, this is emphatically what the scripture is, is talking about. Be ready now. Uh, if you die, you, are, you have no worry about anything. If you're a Christian, if you love the Lord, if you've been obedient to him, you will be instantly with the Lord. That's why Paul said, I don't care if they kill me, I'm going to a better place, right? Present tense now. Um don't be confused by the fact that those who are stuck here on earth see your body in the ground. They can dig up your bones a hundred years later. I could play with them and put you in a museum or something like that. But that's not you. That's the material things that have been used to make you. But on the last day, God will make up a, make you up a new body for the new heavens and the new earth uh, that he is yet to make. Those of you who are with the Lord won't have noticed an instant passing. Right, because once you abandon planet Earth, you you move into eternity, and it's it's like asking, how old is God? Is he a day older than he was yesterday? No, he's outside of time. Mm. So your spirit that's with the Lord is outside of time totally, uh, but your body stuck on this planet is stuck inside of time. Here's the course of the conflict, but the doctrine of Scripture is to be an absent body is present tense to be present with the Lord. So if you're a Christian and you've asked Christ to forgive your sins and He's moved into your life. He is your guarantee, your, your guarantee of your inheritance. You know right now if mm. you die, you will be with Jesus. I certainly do. Mm. Uh, so I'd encourage you to keep hold of that confidence and encourage your friend to realize they've been sidetracked. That's a great question, Erica, and uh, really appreciate your call today. Thank you. Yeah, great questions coming through this morning. Uh, such a variety, as always, of mm -hmm. uh, people with uh, questions for John Mackay. Thank you, John, for yeah. uh, being here and for uh, sharing your knowledge with us. It's amazing. It's been good to be back again. Oh, it's we been, love it. It's been great. So getting some great uh, comments on that video that we've put on Facebook, too, with people saying how much they've enjoyed listening to the uh, great And answers. I love modern technology. I can sit here and click it all around the world to yeah. a yeah. right. contest. Yeah. It's amazing, great. isn't it? If you do want to see Show & Tell with uh, Ask John Mackay, then... Uh, Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com. Yeah, on crystals, great stuff. Yeah, great yeah. stuff. It was fascinating. So, love it. So some uh, great things coming through today. If you've got questions for John, uh, I guess you could always leave them on Facebook. Yep. We'll uh, try to get to them. Maybe you'll have yep. an opportunity later on today. But uh, thanks again for uh, for being yeah, with us. And don't forget, you. of course, that John's going to be in Tinga. Yep. 
Yep. And with the, the Anglicans, with the Anglicans in Tinga, and mm-hmm. we're covering such uncontroversial subjects as climate change. Oh. And I'm preaching on Sunday morning in the Anglican Church on worshiping Christ the Creator. Oh. And with the Presbyterians, our vision supporters down there, the one place I hear Vision Radio pre- coming as I prepare. <laughs> the Presbyterians on Sunday night, the 16th, which is my birthday, by the way. Oh, oh happy, birthday. happy birthday! Bring presents, yes, yes. yes. and a cake. And I hope there's a cake at the Presbyterian Church. Yeah, that's awesome. Happy that's birthday. Brilliant. Well, enjoy that. Enjoy your birthday and the uh, upcoming ministry. Of course, check, uh, keep an eye on creationresearch.net for when John is speaking around the place. And if you want to get him into your church, uh, make sure you do that. Uh, invite him to come because he really has some great material. So yeah, it is the best. Thanks again. Appreciate your time, John. Good on you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.